Hello and welcome to the Hero Life Show. My name is Paulie and today we have a wonderful guest on the show. Her name is Melissa Cave. She is a life coach who has uh, been through her own personal experience when it comes to motherhood and transitioning into the parenting way of life. And from what I understand, she's really navigated certain uh, challenges with that and um, she's made it a part of who she is and now she uses her experiences and her knowledge to be able to guide uh, mothers in this space. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. Uh, Melissa, I'm so keen, you know, I I delved into um, some of your content and I love the way that you do convey uh, a a lot of your messaging. Um, It's playful, it's fun and um, it really resonated with me. I, I'm keen to know what your experiences have been with uh, motherhood and how you transitioned into it. And um, um, yeah, let's start there, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. So that's transition is a great word because I think at first, for sure, when I look back, you know, when I was a first time mom, uh, compared to where I am now, that's a, it's a big difference. Um and I, I think, you know, that's part of what motherhood is, uh, is that, that evolving. But yeah, for sure, in, in the beginning, uh, motherhood for me looks like a lot of judgment, a lot of self-doubt, questioning pretty much everything I was doing, <laughs> looking to uh, books and the internet for the answers instead of really checking with myself and following my intuition. I feel like in a way... Um, you kind of lose your intuition sometimes and as a first time parent, because there's so much messaging from society, our friends, our parents. And that was where I was Um, till, you know, and then we kind of talk about now the the big transition. And like, for me, it was a lot of things, but really um, simplifying and figuring out what mattered to me and not just what everyone else says I have to do. And the other big piece is, is the mindset work and really learning that I'm actually really powerful (laughs) and I can change how I think about things, which then creates a totally different experience. And that has been so helpful. That's wonderful. Just to know that you have uh, the power and the, the mindset to be able to employ uh, an empowered uh, way, way of life for you as an individual is going to be able to, um, I suppose, follow through to your family and the way that that actually operates. So um, tell me a little bit about the challenges that you did experience when you first um, moved into motherhood and how you've kind of navigated into where you are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the challenges I think was just for me, I have very, very high expectations of myself Hmm. and, you know, like perfectionist tendencies and all of that. And and that was where I was. So I think I, the bar for me, I had it like really high and, and there was no room for compassion um, with myself. And um, I know when I learned of that for the first time, like, oh, wait a minute, I can be compassionate with myself. Like, what do you mean? And, and that was like, you know, mind blowing to me because my inner voice was very negative, you know, always focused on the negative. And um, so, yeah, it, w- it was questioning everything. Oh, you know, and beating myself up. Oh, my kid's not getting what I think is the right amount of sleep. Like, oh, like it was always putting that on me or putting that on the kid. Something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with my kid. And now... <laughs> I'm able to see like, that's not, that doesn't have to be true at all. You know, what they're doing, how they're sleeping 
that's just like a circumstance. That's just what's happening. And I get to choose, like, if I make that mean all those things, I'm a, you know, I'm not, I'm doing something wrong or something's wrong with them or just they're having a bad sleep day. Like we all do. Um, and that's where really it's been amazing to see that I was actually creating a lot of my own suffering by the way I was choosing to think about things. Yeah, ma- makes complete sense. And uh, h- how have you found guiding mothers in circumstances like this? Um, how have you found uh, it to be an efficient way to communicate these types of uh, issues when it comes to parenthood? Yeah, it's it, the first step is really just becoming aware of, of what is going on because I think often we're so in it mm. that we we can't see it, you know, Um so really that's a big piece of my job is just helping moms become aware of, of how they are thinking about what's going on and how that, you know, is creating how they're feeling and, and what motherhood looks like for them. Or um, a lot of times I think we get stuck in the day-to-day routines and then we're not actually enjoying motherhood, which is kind of interesting because I think nobody becomes a parent usually to not enjoy it. <laughs> um, but it happens, right? We get so stuck in the, we get busy with different things. And then, yeah. So just, just kind of slowing down, stepping back and really looking at things. And why do you think so many of us in today's day and age feel like we need to be the perfect parent? We need to, whatever that means. Um, Mm -hmm. We need to, follow a, a checklist of to do's and to don'ts and uh, uh, all of these types of, um, you know, uh, things that uh, really just kind of bombard our mindset? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it's a combination, really. But of course, like I mentioned, the the messaging that we get from society, like the conditioning we've been brought up around. Um but I think it comes down to a lot of it is judgment, like our fear of judgment. Like we're afraid if we do something a certain way, what we would consider the wrong way, we're going to be judged. We're going to be looked upon as a bad mom or something like that. And we don't want that. So we think we have to check all the boxes to be that perfect parent. Um, Yeah. I think the other the other thing that plays in is like defining what that even means. Like you said, you know, what is a perfect parent? What is a good mom? What is a bad mom? Like it, it's really, that's an important exercise to, to do. Um, what does that mean for us? Because a lot of times, again, we just kind of go through the motions and we're doing the things we think we have to do to be perfect. Yeah. Um, not questioning them. And then it's like, if we slow down and question it, oh, you know what? Being a good mom to me is actually X, Y, and Z, and that's all it is. And I don't have to do all these other things. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, a, 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 it's been an, a, an awakening uh, journey for me as a parent uh, as, as well, just to just to look at how involved as a parent you are in each stage of development of your, of your children. You know, with my eldest, who is now four, um, when she was... Six months old, everybody, I remember all my peers who had children a similar age, everyone was looking at the development of their child. Are they crawling? Are they, or whatever, whatever time period it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, is my child crawling at the right time? Are they standing at the right time? Are they talking at the, uh, the right time? If you ask me when my child crawled 
stood, walked, talked now as a four, as my child being a four-year-old, I would have no idea, nor would I care a great deal about it either, you know. Uh, but when yeah. we're in the thick of it, when we're feeling this and we're, when we're um, a member of a community and a tribe and uh, the, 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 the clutter and the noise is there to be able to, um, for lack of a better word, judging one another, uh, you know, that can be a really, yeah. really difficult um, rut to get out of. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because we do especially use those milestones to, I guess, you know, like I talked about that I, I experienced, like make that mean, oh, I'm doing something wrong. What's wrong with my kid? They're not, they're not crawling when they're supposed to crawl. And it's like, maybe they're just going to crawl later and that's okay. <laughs> like, what if it wasn't a problem? A hundred percent. And uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely uh, the experience I've had as well. I have a, I have a nine month old now and um, I'm going through it again, um, <laughs> but it's interesting to go through it the second time with a renewed, mm -hmm. refreshed experience, having experienced it for the first time, you know, um, yeah. uh, as you know, and as we discussed uh, before, you know, part of my audience is, is a, um, a father's and I'd love for you to give your thoughts and understandings behind how this might be relevant to parenting in, uh, the male sphere as well. Yeah. Um, I think like I've talked a lot about conditioning, I'd be interested in, in your thoughts on this too. Cause I'm, I know it's different for men, you mm -hmm. know, the, the conditioning things that are brought up around versus women, but what I'm guessing is a strong one. I think, often um dads are raised like conditioned to think they have to be like the authority figure or they have to be like the disciplinarian i don't know i mean i think at least when my parents you know like when we were growing up it was like that and so i think there's like an unlearning there of um actually like you don't have to do that and i think maybe sometimes there's that expectation and what I would say to that, a big piece of parenting for me and what I like to help moms with too is like connection and creating those solid relationships with our children. And to me, that starts with connection and not the traditional like harsh discipline and everything. And so what I would say for dads is like the two big things is like a child has to feel safe and they have to feel connected before they're ever going to cooperate and be able to problem solve. And so if, you know, you're, you're feeling pressure to be more of that authority figure and yelling and all of that, maybe you were raised around and that's totally normal, by the way, that your brain wants to go to that because like, that's how you've been brought up and conditioned. Um, so it's like an unlearning of that and learning a new way, because really the more that you do show up in that way, that author authoritarian, like yelling way, like actually that's getting you further from being connected and having the relationship that you probably want. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the challenges that come up with parenting, um, at least that I've experienced and my peers have experienced is, um, you know, children's minds operate and function in a very different way to the way we, we do. They have a very different life experience to us and, uh, even the 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 the, um, the brainwave function that they experience is very different to our brainwave function. So, being able to communicate and and relate on their level can be quite a challenge because we're dealing with two different, almost two different languages at times. Yeah, yeah, and really, even just knowing that because um, 
like our brains aren't fully mature. I think nowadays they say it's like around 25 or something is when like the brain is fully mature. So yeah, just knowing that and reminding yourself, ah, like they don't have the, they don't have the executive functioning of the brain. They don't have the ability to reason and understand. And especially not when they're, you know, throwing a fit or something like their brain is not going to understand anything you're trying to teach them in that moment. (laughs) (laughs) So let's use the example of, and I'm sure everyone uh, who is listening to this has experienced it, the the child having a tantrum or or, or a fit. Um, Uh I hate to put you on the spot, but like in your experience, and I can only ask you for this, um, Mm -hmm. when your child has experienced something uh, like this, what what is your initial go to port of call. Yeah. For how to handle it. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. I mean, this was something I had to unlearn too, because I used to have for sure, like be triggered by that. And I would notice myself getting really upset, really frustrated, wanting to yell. And so that was like, like I talked about a whole unlearning. So now um, how I would handle that is how I would attempt to handle that. Like I'm not perfect. I still have those moments. (laughs) Um, Um, but I think it's about what's really powerful me for me is I try to, um, ask myself, like, if that was me, what would I want? What would I need in that moment? And I think that's just a really powerful, easy way to shift. Mm. Like, oh, if I'm feeling triggered to yell, okay. But if that was me, like and my parent yelled, like, would that be helpful? No. Okay. So what could I do instead? And, you know, so it's, it's about the empathy, I think, getting down on their level, making eye contact, and really just validating their feelings. It's, it's kind of interesting because I think really adults, kids, like we all want the same thing when we think about it. Like we want to we wanna feel seen and heard. We want to feel like we matter. Mm. And so often, even if you don't um, necessary, necessarily solve the problem or whatever they're upset about, if you can just kind of validate what they're experiencing... Um, which might sound like, oh, you're feeling frustrated because your block tower fell over. You know, I understand what do you, what could I do to help you? Or do you want to rebuild it together? Like they might not even care about rebuilding it, but just the fact that you acknowledged like mm-hmm. their experience works wonders sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, I'd love to just bring up the element of self-care when it comes to parenting. I know so mm-hmm. many, I know I've definitely um, found myself in this position and I know so many others that I've spoken to have as well. When you transition into that parenthood role, you as an individual, as a person who um, deserves care and attention, health, love, support, self-care, seems to really take a back seat for many of us. Um, mm-hmm. So much so that it becomes so far in the back seat and in the rearview mirror that you can't see it anymore. And you, uh, uh, after time, and I've found this from, from dealing with a lot of uh, mothers and fathers, you, you tend to really lose a sense of who you are as a person. And I'd just love to get your insight into what your, what your perspective is on this. Yeah, I totally agree with you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that is common, um, losing, losing ourselves in motherhood. It's just, uh, I think, I mean, if we think about it, it, it makes sense. It, it can be easy to happen just because there is a lot of new responsibilities that 
we're not familiar with. But I think another piece of it is like I talked about earlier, thinking that we have to have such that that high bar of expectations, everything has to be perfect. And I think we kind of in a way become consumed with doing everything for our kids. Like you said, then we forget about ourselves. And maybe I think another piece, at least for moms is like the mom guilt. We think like, oh, well, if I like, I, I don't want to take time away from my kid to spend on me like that. That's not right. But what I would say to that is like, you have to start with yourself because like you said, if you let it take the backseat for too long, you're going to like burn out. It's going to lead to so many more things. But if you um, take care of yourself first, like that pours out to everyone else, right? Like you're going to show up better for your partner spouse and your kids and even your job, like everywhere. So it, it, I know some people and uh, like hate self-care the, you know, they think, Oh, it's, it's bubble baths and whatever. And whatever. I don't have time for that, but it's like, no, like you need to figure out what works for you and like make the time for it. Cause it's so important. It sure is. And self-care can look so different to so many people, you know, Self-care can just be taking a moment to, to take some deep breaths and just control that, that um, you know, that sympathetic nervous system and really bring yourself down into a controlled, grounded state. Self-care can be mm-hmm. doing some exercise. You know, so many, so many parents I, I speak to feel guilty doing exercise and literally giving themselves more years on their <laughs> on their <laughs> on, on their biological clock to be right. and to be active parents into your child's um future um mm-hmm. or, or or you know kind of giving yourself healthy food and nourishment etc and ultimately it's it's a it's a challenging paradigm that we live in because um, ultimately, like you said, you need to be able to give yourself that kind of love, care, and attention if you want to be able to be present for your children. But another incredibly important part that I've kind of witnessed is um, if you do that, your children will be witnessing you doing that and they'll be observing you and they'll subconsciously take on exactly the way you're treating yourself in that way as well. Yeah. Can I actually share a funny story that goes along with that? Please, please. Yeah. So recently, um, so we had a, my husband and I had a really good workout habit until COVID and the kids came home full time and then the kind of all fell apart. And um, so we've recently like recommitted to that and actually set up like a workout space and, you know, got a TV out there and um, different weight set and all of that. And it's been really cool to see just modeling for our kids because I invited them to join the workout a couple of times and they were kind of like, eh, no thanks. Um, but then as I did it more and more, they were like interested and they joined a little bit and just do it for a little bit. And then they got to where like they're on the weekend, we'll at least do one family workout all together. And now this like past weekend, they were like, they asked me twice. They're like, Hey mom, can we do a workout? And then, um, one day they even did it on their own. They're like, can we go do a workout? And like, just my two kids did it together. And I was like, that's so cool. That's fair. And that, and that all started with, with you guys creating a safe environment to, to, to really demonstrate how um, healthy and how good for you it is. And then 
once they observe that, they, that opens the door for them to be able to do it. And then they experience all the incredible endorphins they're going to get from doing the workout. On top of that, the connection that they have with you guys as well when, when you're doing it as a family. It's a, it's a beautiful, powerful thing. So well done on intuitively um, <laughs> kind of stepping that up. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, we just know when we were younger, nobody modeled that for us that those healthy habits. So we're like, that's something we want to do for them. And I was just really surprised to see them take to it so quickly, I guess. So that was really neat. Well, that's, that's unbelievable. Um, look, it's been so wonderful talking to you about uh, everything that you've experienced yourself uh, in parenthood and how you're kind of growing as a, as a parent and a mom. And uh, are there any other words of advice that you could offer to people listening to this, mothers or fathers um, out there that, um, you know, people can activate perhaps even today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... What would I say? I think the first thing I would say is just don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I know it probably sounds easier said than done, but um, really going back to that self-love thing, like when you can love yourself, it, it's really interesting because actually I think we tend to look outside of ourselves for validation and we want to feel good. We want other people to tell us, you know, how wonderful of a mom or dad we are. And of course that does feel good, but if we can get to the place where we truly love ourselves and like feel good about what we're doing, even if we screw up, even if we, we yell, like mm -hmm. have compassion. And when we can be in that space, then like everyone else's comments are like the icing on the cake. Like we don't need them to feel good about ourselves. We can just feel good and then have extra, you know, bonus. And so, yeah, don't be so hard on yourself. And I think um, the other thing, like I said, about my journey, I went from, from being so hard on myself and having such ex high expectations and making everything a big deal to now I'm like on the other side of that. And it's just so much more fun and enjoyable when you're not <laughs> in that space. So I just really encourage you maybe just one thing today, if you notice yourself feeling triggered or feeling angry, like maybe just question, why does that bother me? And maybe another thing you could do is just walk away. Like sometimes that's the best thing you could do if it's safe, of course, but like, like you said about the deep breaths, like just go in the bathroom or whatever, shut the door and like recenter yourself. Let that nervous system calm down. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Great. Um, that, that's, that's right. And you mentioned this earlier, you know, parenthood is something that we should be enjoying. We should be fully <laughs> present for, because as you would know, how old are your children, Melissa? Uh, five and eight. So, you know, before you know it, your children are going to be five and eight, then they're going to be 13 and 15, and then they're going to be adults, <laughs> and they're going to be having children on their own. So as you would know, every stage of your, your upbringing with your children just goes by so quickly and um, be present for, for, for every part of that so you can truly relish it, enjoy it, and uh, be present with your children on an equal level as well. Yeah. And that's the other cool thing actually about um, being present is I think that actually slows down that time thing, because that's a thing like so many people, I think just say that like, oh, it goes by so fast or, oh, they grow up so quick. I'm not saying that's not true, but when we can get in that space of, of really being present, then it slows it down a little bit, right? Like it doesn't feel like it's flying by so much. So I think like that's super powerful too.
Yeah, it's a great point to, to raise. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Melissa, for all the wisdom that you've shared today. Uh, it's been uh, really, really great speaking to you. Is there anywhere that we can find you and um, understand more about what it is that you do? Yeah, so Instagram is the main place that I hang out. I am at Rethink Motherhood. And um, you can check out, actually, it ties in well. The I have a guide for moms. There's a link on there. Um, we were talking about, you know, what would you do with the tantrum? There's actually a whole guide about like yelling less and connecting more. So that's a great place to start if you want to learn more about that. Fantastic. We'll get the um, the spelling and the uh, <laughs> you know your your label there, and we'll put it in the show notes as well. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Melissa. Yeah. Thanks for having me.